are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, this is the Locked On Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase back in studio. I am alive. It's been pretty much seven days now since I've been able to do a show. Thanks to my co-host Gino Camilleri for holding down the fort. If you missed any of his two episodes this week, Mock Draft Monday on Monday, State of the Birds on Wednesday, taking a look at all the veterans that have been cut recently, Deshaun Jackson. And Alshon Jeffrey, who's next? You can find those podcasts on any platform. Lockdown Eagles has five episodes a week downloaded into your phone wherever you listen to the show Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio.com. You name it, we are available on all platforms. So, yeah, I haven't been able to do a show since Friday when we did a um, crossover edition with Locked On Colts because I had strep throat for the last two weeks and it was completely brutal to talk. I really had to tough it out. When Carson Wentz got traded, I was not going to not do a show, right? I absolutely had to react with Gino on Thursday. Like, that's the biggest Eagles news in an offseason in, what, the last 10, 20 years? I mean, that's insane when you trade a franchise quarterback that you invested that much in after just five years. So that was like peak sick Lou was that Thursday and Friday. So I really grinded out those two shows. But then after that, my vocal cords, my throat was totally gone. So thanks again for Gino uh, holding down the fort. And thanks for everybody for your kind words on Twitter, you know, making sure I was okay. I really appreciate that. I mean, you guys are awesome. Having listeners like that, that, you know, check in on you is just really something that I appreciate and value a lot. So love you guys. And uh, thanks for checking in. I'm doing okay. Again, it was just strep throat. I was kind of nervous for a while though. I mean, at first they thought I might have COVID was having some chest issues, got the test back. It was negative. Then they did two strep tests. They both came back negative. Um, even got a mono test as if I'm in high school still that came back negative. So here you go inside lose medical history the past two weeks, but I was just feeling awful. And so I guess finally it came back a strep, but I'm feeling good. Now my voice is back and I'm ready to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles as much as I do not love them right now. That's the problem. It wasn't just that I was sick, but like again, peak sick Lou was Thursday when Carson Wentz was traded. And then, you know, in two days they traded my two favorite players in franchise history or cut one and traded the other. Deshaun Jackson gets then released on, I think, late Friday, maybe early Saturday, officially on Saturday, according to the NFL. Friday, the report came because Deshaun Jackson actually started posting things on Instagram, thanking Philadelphia, beat reporters picked up on it, and then learned that Deshaun was going to be released. So in the span of two days of me being sick, the Eagles also moved my two favorite players in franchise history, number 11 and number 10. Both had to happen, but man, I'll tell you what, I had never been more happy than, I mean, of course, outside of the Super Bowl, but seeing those two connect the way they did week one of 2019 against Washington, where Deshaun, what, he caught nine passes for 152 yards and two touchdowns. Seeing that connection, at least just for one game, was truly special to me. Absolutely magical. It was something I had dreamed about when they traded up for Wentz in 2016 and in 2017 and 2018, not having that deep threat and thinking to myself, man, could you imagine if Deshaun Jackson was back here? And, you know, it did not work out for him or for Carson Wentz after five years, but 
at least we got to see that connection. At least I got to see that connection once, and um, but now both are gone, and it's time to move on to a completely new era of Philadelphia Eagles football because as Gino talked about yesterday as well, Alshon Jeffrey got released. Zach Ertz is going to get traded soon. Who knows what other trades could be done or you know cap casualties. Malik Jackson's going to get cut. They could soon maybe think to trade Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay. Who knows? Are they going to cut Rodney McLeod? We don't know what veterans are going to be on this team in 2021 because this is a full-blown rebuild now heading into the 2021 offseason. Today, I want to get back into the quarterback position because I've been thinking about this. You know, a lot of people now that Wentz is gone are diving into the tape of BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, right? Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. Um, North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance, and people are starting to compare those three prospects that the Eagles could consider taking at sixth overall or moving up into the top five, top four, top three, maybe even of the first round, and they're comparing those prospects to Jalen Hurts because those are, to me, the two options of who the Eagles' starting quarterback is going to be next year. And you guys know my stance on this. I want to draft a franchise quarterback in round one this year. I do not believe Jalen Hurts is a long-term piece. That's what I want to do. But what do I think the Eagles will do? If you look at history, if you look at Howie Roseman's track record, if you look at this team's philosophy of roster building, if you just look at their, again, overall history of the quarterback position, it will tell you that they're going to draft a quarterback in round one. I truly believe that all these reports, they're not smoke that the Eagles are interested in taking a quarterback in round one. That is 100% authentic, I think, when, again, you know who this Eagles team is, who their owner is in Jeffrey Lurie, who's enamored with offense, with having an elite offense. Howie Roseman is kind of his shadow, his, his puppet. And Howie Roseman, we know that he maybe values quarterback a little bit too much. So history tells me, and who this regime is right now, that the Eagles are going to at least seriously consider taking a quarterback in round one. And I know a lot of people are talking themselves into Jalen Hurts as quarterback one. And it, it makes sense. Maybe it's to justify what the pick did to Carson Wentz. You want that all to be worth it, that sacrifice to be worth it by having Jalen be the man. Maybe you are talking yourselves into Jalen Hurts because he's the guy right now and you want to support the Eagles quarterback no matter who it is. I remember in 2015 when I realized they finally weren't going to move up for Marcus Mariota. Do you know how much Sam Bradford tape I watched to try to convince myself and it didn't work, granted, but I tried to watch a ton of Sam Bradford and find any positives I could to feel good about because I had finally realized he was going to be the guy. I spent all spring and summer trying to convince myself that Sam Bradford would be the guy. So maybe that's why you're convincing yourselves that Jalen could be QB1, or maybe you just truly believe in his abilities after seeing what he did last year. I don't want to make it seem like there is no weight behind believing Hurts could be a good quarterback. I don't I don't want to make it seem like every Hurts, I think a lot of people are doing it for the reasons I just said, but I don't, I don't want to say that every single person that likes Jalen Hurts is doing that because of some ulterior motive. You can truly believe that Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. It makes sense. You look at the intangibles, the leadership, the calm, cool, collective personality, and in clutch situations, like he never wavers. He's played in huge games in college football, national championships, big games in the SEC title. You saw what he was able to do at Oklahoma as well. And then last year in Philadelphia, I mean, big games against New Orleans, the hottest team in the NFC, his first start ever, he wins that game, and it didn't feel like he was rattled the entire time. Going toe-to-toe with a hot Arizona Cardinals offense and a former first overall pick in Heisman winner in Kyler Murray. So 
you look at that, you look at the mobility, you look at the accuracy. I think he does have pretty good accuracy. He's an exciting player, so it does make sense why you could believe that he is the guy. I totally justify your guy's opinion in that. Um, but at the same time, I think there are some other people that are talking themselves into him for other reasons that I said. So regardless, though, of what you think about Jalen, me, you, it doesn't matter. If you look at the history of the Eagles, again, if you look at their quarterback philosophy under Howie Roseman, if you look at his track record, this team, guys, I think is taking a quarterback in round one. Let's just go back to what he said five years ago when they moved up for Carson Wentz. Here's the quote that Howie Roseman gave in that press conference after the Eagles moved up from 13 to 8 to 2. He said, quote, We are going to invest in quarterbacks. When you go back and study what are the keys to winning, what are the keys to being a championship caliber team over a long period of time, it's quarterbacks. That came straight from the mouth of the Eagles general manager, Howie Roseman. And he look, he's right. Having a top-tier quarterback is the only thing that keeps windows open for long periods of time. You see the Eagles window now, that window from 2016 to 2020, those five seasons, is now closed. Why? There's a bunch of reasons. Injuries, age, um, regression in play from so many different positions. Your general manager not being able to replace veterans that lost their step with young, inexpensive talent, right? But what's the, in, in losing Doug Peterson in his elite play calling, he took a step back and then firing him in general is a regression. But what's the big reason your window closed? It's because Carson Wentz is no longer your quarterback. That's the thing. The NFL stands for not for long, unless you have a franchise quarterback that can keep you in contention for 10 plus years, that can elevate teams when, because again, you're not always going to be able to have a roster like you did in 2017. It's a salary cap league. There's going to be times that your roster is weaker. So what keeps you in contention in those transition periods? For the Eagles, those transition periods were kind of 2019 and 2020. Why were you still able to make the playoffs in 2019? A huge reason was Carson Wentz getting hot at the end of the season and to me being the hottest quarterback in the league and winning you four straight games and making the postseason. So how he's right, he's identified that quarterbacks is what sustains success in a league where it's very, very hard to sustain success. This isn't the NBA where teams win three, four Super Bowls at a time and are dominant for 20 plus years. Outside of the Patriots, that doesn't happen really. And why did it happen with New England? Tom Brady. And so this team does not settle. The Eagles do not settle at quarterback. They're not going to settle at the position. Not just based on, you know, going for quarterbacks, but also the style of quarterback. They could have moved up for Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, but we all know they wanted Wentz. We all know they wanted the guy with the high ceiling. And if you look at this year's crop of prospects, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, even Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick, it's all arm talent, mobility, and ceiling. And to me, that is what the Eagles love in quarterbacks. And Howie Roseman, this year, there's no way I think he lets all three of those guys slip past him. And Howie, this year, it's easier than in 2016. He's not going to have to pull off this multiple trade-up scenario, this leapfrog up the board, to get one of these guys. He can maybe even sit at six and get one, or trade up a spot or two and get his guy. He's not going to have to move up from 13 to 8 to 2. And so with all that being said, guys, I think the Eagles are going to draft a quarterback in round one. Whether I want that to happen or not, whether you believe in Jalen Hurts or not, I think history tells us that the Eagles are going to take a quarterback in round one. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles. And guys, it's sponsored by Rock Auto. 
Com. One reason to repair and to maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Make sure you write down Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Thursday edition of Locked on Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles. We're getting into why I think, and again, I want the Eagles to draft a quarterback in round one. You might want Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback in 2021. I think regardless of what we want, I think when you look at the Eagles history, what they believe about the quarterback position, the style of quarterback they want, and how they think you sustain success in the NFL... I think they're going to move up. I think history tells us they're going to either try to A, trade up for a quarterback, going from pick six to maybe two, three, four, or five, or at six, if the guy they want is there, maybe they like multiple players like in 2016 with Goff and Wentz, maybe they'll take a quarterback. I think that if I had to put my money on it right now, one or the other, if I had to bet my life on what the Eagles do next year, based on who their quarterback is, I think it's a rookie. Yeah, I would say the percentage right now, though, it's not 80-20. I think they truly do believe Jalen Hurts could be the guy. I would go 60-40 maybe, 65-35 in favor of the Eagles drafting a quarterback in round one. And again, it's just looking at Howie Roseman's track record. If You're naive, I think, if you think they wouldn't even consider one at six. Maybe you think Hurts is the guy, but if you don't think they're even going to consider it, Jalen Hurts, look, again... I think he did show some positives last year. Not nearly enough, especially as a passer. There was a lot I'm concerned about numbers-wise, what I saw in the film. I just don't think he's going to have the ceiling to be a guy you win because of consistently. Like, if you're down in that Arizona situation over and over again, can Hurts keep getting you out of those holes? I mean, he did that game, and that was impressive. But overall, I feel like the recipe for success to win with Hurts will have to be similar to Baltimore. You know, can you win from behind with Jalen Hurts? I don't know if you can consistently. And so, again, if you don't think they're going to even consider one at six, I don't know what to tell you. Last year, they took a quarterback in the second round when they already had a franchise quarterback. So why would you think this year, after four games of Jalen Hurts, they wouldn't even think about taking a quarterback? Last year, they had, to me, a top-tier one, and they still took a damn position that they already had an elite guy at, I think or a top-tier guy, in the second round. they in, in 2016, they had just handed out a contract extension to Sam Bradford and a pretty sizable deal for Chase Daniel. And what do they do? They traded up from 13 to 8 to 2 and took a quarterback. Howie Roseman prioritized quarterbacks. Now, I think he takes it a little bit too far. He doesn't stop after already having the guy, right? Again, 2020, Jalen Hurts draft pick. He didn't need to do that. He doesn't stop. He's enamored with quarterbacks. And so he did it when he didn't even need to. This year, you don't think he's going to consider it? That's what this team is about. They're about quarterback. Having an okay starter, and that's what I think Hurts is, will not stop this team from taking a guy. Having a great one didn't even stop them. So 
that tells you to me all you need to know. And again, I don't think they took Jalen Hurts to be the guy. That's the other part of the story. I don't think they took Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback of the future. They took him to be a top-tier, cost-effective backup. Remember the report just a couple weeks ago before they traded Wentz, the Philadelphia Inquirer, in a story by Jeff McClain, said that the Eagles hadn't even reached out to Jalen Hurts yet during the offseason. After they benched him in Washington against Washington Week 17, they hadn't talked to him for weeks, maybe even a month plus. They've surely talked to him now, right? But at the time, there was a long period of time there where the Eagles hadn't even talked to Jalen. And that's your franchise quarterback? I just, they might convince themselves, they might talk themselves into giving him that chance, but I do not believe they've ever considered that to be the route that they're going to take. Or at least not the, that has never been plan A. Maybe it will be plan B, and they go with plan B. Maybe it was plan C, and maybe they go with plan C. But I don't think, I don't think it's plan A right now, and I don't think it ever was. You also got to look at the reporters, the national reporters right now, the local reporters, that are all talking about the Eagles moving up. Guys, that's not just smoke to me. Where there's smoke, there's fire when it comes to Eagles and quarterbacks. Yeah, there's times, all the time, teams leak things to the media for leverage, right? All the Carson Wentz stuff, all that trade stuff. Howie Roseman leaked a lot of that to build up a market, to build up competition for Wentz so that his value, what they could get in return for Carson, would go up. People do that all the time. I think even... You look at the Laramie Tunsil situation in 2000 and what was that 2016 the the gas mask picture when you look at the Josh Allen situation those lyrics that he tweeted when he was 15 years old I don't want to accuse teams of this but look if you want Josh Allen to follow the pick 7 would you leak something that hurts his stock I don't know <laughs> I wouldn't put it past NFL teams there's a lot of teams that really don't have high morals so you know, teams leak things all the times to get what they want, to, you know, increase leverage and to, you know, find a way to maybe, okay, let's, if this would make sense. If the Eagles were convinced on Jalen Hurts saying they want a quarterback so another team like Carolina would move up in front of them and that would allow like an offensive lineman or, you know, a pass rusher or receiver or whatever to fall to them, would that make sense? Yeah, 100%. But again, this is about quarterback. And again, the Eagles and quarterback... It's a completely different story. So if you don't think they're even considering it, then I think you're naive. Because once again, Jalen Hurts was not picked to be the guy. Their history shows that they don't stop taking quarterbacks even when they have one, two, or three. Even when they have a great one. So after four games of Jalen Hurts, if they're just set on that, that is, number one, a huge mistake. And number two, something that I just do not believe. Today's Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website right now, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's L-O-C-K. 
E-D-O-N. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, Eagles fans, thank you so much for tuning into this Thursday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase wrapping up this show. History tells us the Eagles will draft a quarterback this year in round one. I'm not guaranteeing you that, but I would say right now, 65%, 35% is the split. I think 65% chance the Eagles take a quarterback, maybe even 70. That's how confident I am in this. Um, and I would say 30 to 40% chance that they stick with Jalen Hurts. And I think, again, that, that's the right call if they take a quarterback in round one. Not settling in 2016 for Sam Bradford, for Chase Daniel, hell, for even Paxton Lynch. They could have sat there at 13 and took Paxton Lynch. They could have sat there at 8 when they moved up with Miami, trading them Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso, and somehow that still miraculously helped you move up five spots on the board. I'm not sure how that works. If anything, it would have made more sense if the Eagles were at eight and moved down to 13 to get them to take those contracts. But I digress. That was a great trade. (laughs) Um, They could have settled right there and took Paxton Lynch. Again, Bradford, Daniel, Lynch. They could have went with any of those routes and they could have justified it, but they did not settle for an okay quarterback. And that's what won them a championship. What started the Super Bowl run? This team not running it back with Sam Bradford, not settling for an okay quarterback. And by the way, I don't even think Sam Bradford was okay. I thought he was terrible, but most people saw him at the time as an average starter, somebody that could win you seven to eight games. And if you have a really good roster, you could win 10 games in a season. You could win the NFC East, maybe a wild card game, but you were never winning a championship with that strategy. They went for the guy with the elite ceiling. And again, it's not just Paxton Lynch or Bradford or Chase Daniel. It's the guy they moved up for versus the other one. I know they, I know Goff went at number one, but if Wentz and Goff were on the board, guys, the Eagles were taking Carson Wentz. So them not settling for an average style of quarterback, them not settling for anything less than potential greatness is what started the Super Bowl run. And then moving that okay starter in Sam Bradford, trading him to Minnesota, and fully committing to the rookie is what propelled them to take the leap from 2016 to 2017. If they don't trade Sam Bradford, and this is part of why I think they should move Jalen Hurts, if they take a quarterback in round one, and also based on what we saw between Wentz and Hurts last year, it just doesn't work to have that kind of distractive, you know, toxic situation year in and year out. Like, that's not going to help anybody. Hurts, the rookie, Carson Wentz, it didn't help. And so not only was it them not settling and going to get Carson Wentz, but them then moving Bradford, giving Wentz an entire 16 games of a rookie season to grow is what helped him make the leap in year two to the lead MVP candidate until he got hurt. And if he wasn't that, you don't get home field advantage. And if you don't get home field advantage, you don't win a Super Bowl. So not only should they take a quarterback in round one, but then history shows you What can happen if you then move that okay starter and get rid of that distraction, let the rookie play, and then take a step after step after step until you get back into championship status? Do that again. Do what you did in 2016, but then don't do it again four years later when that rookie establishes himself potentially as a great quarterback. Learn from your mistakes, but also learn from the things that you did well. You were on the right track. You made Howie Roseman made all the right moves at quarterback in 2016, in 2017, in 2018, in 2019. He got the guy. He didn't settle for the okay quarterback. He tried his ass off to build around Carson Wentz, right? He fully committed to him. He traded away Sam Bradford, right? He let Nick Foles go in 2019. But then he tried it again when he didn't need to 
with Jalen Hurts. Don't do that part again. Do what you did in 2016 again. I think they will. And learn from your mistakes. Learn from what you did right, but learn from what you did wrong as well. Louis DiBiase signing off. Thanks so much for tuning into this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles. Follow us on Twitter to keep talking birds after the show all day long at Locked On Birds at DiBiase L-O-E. My co-host Gino Camilleri is on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. As always, thank you guys for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds.